Ding dong listeners, hello. Who's there? It's Funk Radio. Who's this? I don't take solicitors, please leave. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> Insert sure shotgun in. cocking sound. <laughs> hello, everyone. This is Peter. And this is Kyle. And we are Funk Radio. Hello. Hi. Oh, and, and in, in the case it wasn't already clear, you are the listeners. You are the solicitors. Please get off my lawn. So, Kyle, you recently uh, sent me a post on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, it was basically this line graph that shows it, it's it's titled Songs Are Getting Shorter. And it kind of shows the line from 1970 to 2020. It shows this line that shows like how like the average length of songs. I think it's generally pop songs, if I, if I remember right. Yeah. And, you know, it kind of goes up and down over the years, and there's a slight downward trend over the last 40, 50, or gosh, how long is that? I guess that's 50 years. Um, But nothing too drastic. And then you hit 2015 to 2020, and it just, like, absolutely plummets. Mm -hmm. And the the question here is kind of like, why is this happening? Why is suddenly we seeing this shift toward shorter songs? Now, actually, I need to look this up on GetYourFunk.com, listeners. Because I think we actually, a long time ago, did an episode about song length. And I actually forgot about that. I think you're right, but I don't remember what the context was. Uh, For a little bit of background, listeners, um, the thing that I sent Peter was from a Instagram... uh, What do you call it? Profile? (laughs) I know words. Mm. Uh, From an Instagram profile called Data Stuff Plus... Um, I just follow them because I like visualizing data and like infographics and stuff. Uh, and they post a lot of fun sort of graphics about different facts. Uh, usually it's fairly random, but, um, I happen to stumble on this one and I'm like, huh, that's really interesting. And so here we are. Yay. Yay. So yeah, I kind of wanted to dig in. I mean, really this was your idea, but I, I kind of dug into the research a little bit with this one. Mm-hmm. looking into for one are you know is this just one data source that's saying this or is this like a more widespread thing that's actually happening and it is the latter so that, you know it, it's an actual trend um but the reason is i mean that the reason is actually pretty simple um but before we get into that i mean like my initial thoughts and i'll let you tell yours but like my initial thoughts going into this is probably like people's attention spans are probably getting shorter Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe in order to capitalize on that, you know, songs are getting shorter for that reason. My thoughts are kind of twofold. Uh, I agree with, with what you said, where people's attention spans are getting shorter. Um, I think that's in large part due to the changing format that in way that people listen to music, uh, people don't really listen to full album CDs or records or cassettes anymore. They're listening to things on streaming and yeah. often, even on streaming, you know, yeah, you can listen to the whole album, but nobody does that. They just add the song to their playlist of, you know, thousands of songs. Right. And part the second part, and this is just me guessing, it, I, I, th- I call it the YouTube problem, where what happened with YouTube was originally when YouTube came around, people were posting videos. They were posting like two, three, four minute videos, right? Mm-hmm. But then YouTube changed its sort of algorithm of like how it applies ad revenue and payouts to people where yeah. you only got ads placed on your video if it was over a certain length of time and so because of that 
people had to make videos that were 9, 10, 11 minutes long, even if the mm-hmm. topic they were talking about didn't really warrant that length. So a lot of people complained, and it still happens to this day, that YouTube videos are unnecessarily long when they don't have to be, and it's simply because the uploader doesn't get as much ad revenue from the video if it's not over a certain length of what YouTube considers like the engagement time. Right. It's all It's all stupid algorithm stuff. And I think something similar happened with music, but in the opposite direction, where because artist revenue from streaming is fairly low, they're like, well, if we make the song shorter, then they'll play it more times. You're like, you know, if you're playing a three-minute song on loop or whatever, or in your playlist even, as opposed to a five-minute song, that's more chances per hour of you hitting, you know, revenue from that playback, if that makes sense. Right. So I think it's kind of a two-pronged thing. I, I think it's people's, the way people engage with music has changed, and then the way that artists are paid from that engagement has changed. Um, well, you basically hit the nail on the head with oh, all of that. Um, <laughs> so the thing with the attention span thing, I think that might be a looser cultural reason for it. I think the the reason we're seeing such a hard shift in the last couple of years, I think that's due to the economics of it that you were kind of describing. Mm-hmm. So we've talked, I mean, we've talked about the economics of streaming at least a few times before on this show. Um, but to kind of recap, um, basically, you know, we shifted culturally, we sh- we've shifted away from the old model, which was when someone releases an album, you go buy that album on CD or on record mm-hmm. or cassette, whatever. And that's how they make money. But now with basically, I mean, not everyone, but literally everyone, but practically everyone only listens to music through streaming now. There's not that same kind of transaction happening on a per mm-hmm album per song basis now you certainly can do that but the majority of people these days don't do that Mm -hmm. so then the question becomes well how's the music industry supposed to make money um as you kind of mentioned before this ad revenue of course uh particularly with people who have like free spotify accounts for example Mm -hmm. um but if if we look at um you know the actual data something that really shocked me because I feel like we, just a couple of years ago, we were only talking about streaming becoming like it's it was on the rise in terms mm-hmm. of its like market share in music revenues. But as of the last couple of years, streaming now makes up 75 percent of all revenue in the music industry. Jeez. Which to me is like, holy shit. Yeah. Um, now, and if you I, I think there was a different chart that broke that chunk down further. And I think like 75 percent of that chunk is from paid subscriptions. So basically, you know, you know, your Spotify premium or if Apple Music has a paid version, which it probably does if it's Apple. I mean, I it's a bar graph so I can't really tell percentages, but roughly mm. you're right, roughly 75%. It says about 2.5 billion uh, is from paid subscriptions. 50 528 million is from uh, digital and customized radio services, so like Pandora, Last.fm. Mm. And then 369 million is from ad supported on demand. Yeah, and so, you know, we look at digital downloads is about 12%, which is actually probably honestly more than I would have guessed at this point, because I don't feel like a lot of people still pay for downloading yeah. music that much. Yeah. Um, and physical sales are only 10% now, which again, is probably more than I would have guessed at this point. Um, but I'm streaming curious. 70... Go ahead. 
I was sorry. I was gonna say I'm curious if the physical sale percentage is is mostly due to vinyl. I know a lot of people are kind of doing yeah. a combination of streaming and vinyl as opposed to like CDs or pretty much any other physical format now. I would very much be willing to bet that a lot of that is vinyl because I mean mm-hmm. even CD. I mean how many people buy CDs anymore? I don't know. <laughs> Probably not a lot. So you know, given that streaming makes up seventy five percent of the revenue, we also have to look at something. I think we've talked about in a different episode a long time ago. I'm going to quote an article I read from Dance Music Northwest that said, quote, streaming platforms operate on a pay-per-play basis. Since Spotify plays major artists between $0.004 and $0.008 per stream, this gives artists an incentive to create shorter tracks. And now, so, what? I mean, what is that? 4% of one cent versus 8% of one cent? Or like- 40 Forty no. percent of a cent and eighty percent of a cent. So yeah. between half a between half a penny and a penny, roughly. Right. So I mean, per play, but that still it doesn't. On the surface, kind of what you were alluding to earlier is that the way they're getting money is basically if you click play on that song. It's not mm-hmm. whether you you know buy whole the whole thing. or whatever, Uh-oh. or or if you play the whole thing. Yeah. Now. Elsewhere, I saw that um, 30 seconds was the the metric for, like, once someone listens to it for 30 seconds, then it counts as a play. Mm. Um, so if you're jumping around listening to a couple of seconds per song, um, that's not going to count those, at least in terms of a monetary standpoint. Mm. So someone has to, you know, intentionally listen to your song, and from that, you get at best almost one cent per play on that that's which that, yeah I mean, think think about the think about the metrics of that like if someone listens to if, if people i should say if people listen to your song you know 20 million times you know arguably you're a big success that's a lot of people engaging with your music but mm-hmm. from that you're gonna get math two hundred thousand dollars that's not a lot of money for, for that much engagement Right, and if you if you compared that to twenty million people buying your album or buying the single or whatever, exactly, popular song, exactly, you know, you could make a lot more money that way. So I don't know. It's uh, it, it's certainly a bigger part of the pie than I was expecting, mm-hmm. but I think if you looked at the actual hard numbers of that revenue over year over year, it's probably dropped a lot from what it used to be. Yeah, probably true. But anyway, so this is kind of the situation that we're in. Like, artists are getting paid less than a penny per play. Mm-hmm. Now, as this relates to the song length, it kind of goes back to what we were saying. Like, if you're getting paid on a per song basis, then ideally you would make those songs shorter so that you can get to the next one quicker. Um, kind of what you were describing a few minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I listened to a portion of a podcast by The Verge. They uh, apparently had an interview with Charlie Harding and Nate Sloan from the podcast Switched on Pop. Uh, it was a good listen from what I heard of it. Um, and I I decided to pull some interest, interesting points from their conversation to kind of discuss here. Mm-hmm. Um, they said that in 1995, the average song length was uh, four minutes and 30 seconds. Um, but today, songs are down to three minutes, 42 seconds. So basically... In the span of 25 years, the average pop song length has decreased by about 45 seconds. Mm-hmm. And that kind of goes back to what we were saying, like the way people are getting paid. Like now people are incentivized to make shorter songs for the reasons that we already described. 
it's kind of interesting, and, and we'll look at just a couple of examples the articles are referencing in a little bit. Um, but you'll you can see that there's like an actual trend with some artists now who are making albums that are often shorter, but in, in many cases being packed with more shorter songs than what they used to be. I was gonna say I I was kind of thinking about that in my head after the fact. It's like does does this uh, shorter format incentivize them to make more or fewer songs per album or does it matter um well actually let, let's just go ahead and, and jump to that so I, I, at the end of this document kyle i have kind of a couple examples that i um took from a couple of different articles so i, I guess we'll use this to answer your question so in, in one example um someone said that the average song length in drake's album scorpion from 2018 uh, the average song length from that is 11% shorter than his older album, Views, from 2016. So in a two-year span, his songs got about 10% shorter. Now, mm-hmm. in the newer album, though, it's actually a longer album and it has more songs, even though they're shorter, hmm. which I found kind of interesting. Now, yeah. in a similar example, in Kendrick Lamar's album, Damn, from 2017, that's actually 30%. The songs are 30% shorter then in his other album, Good Kid, Mad City from 2012. So in a five-year span, it was a more drastic change. Mm-hmm. Now, in that case, the album actually is shorter by about 20%. Um, and I didn't count the number of tracks between those two albums, but um, it's probably similar. But I guess, it, so to answer your question, I think it kind of depends on the specific case or on the artist, what they want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess in Drake's example, he probably thought, well, I have to make the album shorter or I, I'm sorry, I have to make the song shorter, but I might as well just make more songs because ultimately that kind of means more money, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I'm, I guess the dynamic I'm wondering is like, are the artists incentivized by the record label to make their songs shorter despite their artistic intentions? Because the record label is like, you know, it's all about that instant engagement. So we're going to get more hits right. on the three-minute song than a five-minute song, so cut it down. So I'm, I'm curious if there's, like, yeah. friction there, you know, between art- artists and labels. And to that point, I wonder if there's cases where, like, what you might call the radio edit of a song mm-hmm. might be that shorter, like, three-minute length might be cut. I mean, like, that, that they've been doing this for decades about, like, yeah. you have, like, a radio version of a song is short might be shorter than the album version of the song. But I wonder if... if for one, if that's still being a thing, and for two, if that's actually, if that change is becoming more drastic, like the the Spotify or radio version of the song is three minutes, but then like the version of the song they wanted to make might be like six minutes. What they could do too, I don't know if they do this or not, is like incentivize people to buy physical media by giving you the longer version and then only having the shorter version available on streaming. Yeah. Kind of a dual way to attack that, I guess. I don't know. Or they can just release both versions on streaming, but then just with the idea that, like, so I I don't really know anything about Drake's music, but, like, if he had Scorpion, like, extended version or something in addition to the other one, then it could be, like, for people who want to hear those longer ones, they can, but, like, the bulk of people are going to listen to the original version, which is the shorter one. It's Drake Um, the Snyder Cut. (laughs) <laughs> exactly so yeah it doesn't i mean lo, i mean literally it's, i mean i guess looking at two examples doesn't really give us a clear 
cross section of what the industry trend is, but mm-hmm. I, I think it can depend on probably largely what the uh, what the record label wants in addition to just just the artist too. I think it kind of limits artists, you know, if they're like, oh well, I got to keep my song under three minutes in order to get it in the top ten, so they're not they're they're not given the freedom to kind of add what they want to add. Maybe they have to change the song structure. Yeah, you know, maybe only have two verses instead of three, or who knows. Well, now I think that goes back to what we were just saying of like, you know, having potentially the longer cut of some songs. I wonder if that's going to become more of a trend or are we going to see more of a trend of a short versus a long version? I could I see know. I could see artists doing that if they're more independent or on independent labels, but mm-hmm. my argument against that is that big record labels aren't going to want to pay a studio mixer, true, you know, to mix two ver- two lengths of a song. Especially uh, with the longer one not being for the purpose of making money. For the purpose of, yeah, exactly. It's like hashtag profit. We're just going to do the bare minimum to make as much money as we have to, as we can. So, yeah, I don't know. But then you could also argue that the more independent artists probably aren't worrying about this as much. Also true. Yeah, very good point. They're probably less worried about song length. Although, I don't know, actually. Maybe, maybe some of them are. Because, I mean, when you think about it, for some, especially the really independent musicians like mm-hmm. spotify might be their primary revenue source period so yeah good point they they, they yeah it's 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 a i'm gonna say this phrase i always say it's a catch-22 because for indie artists spotify has a lower barrier to entry they can get themselves out there mm-hmm. but then simultaneously the incentives that spotify places on them to you know get clicks so to speak um disincentivizes them from making you know the song length that they maybe want to make right um i'm curious if i I would assume so but i'm curious if the same incentive structure applies for other sites like soundcloud or bandcamp or if those are a bit more what's the word um niche i feel like those are and that this might have changed over the years, but my understanding of SoundCloud and Bandcamp is that they're fairly strictly aimed toward independent artists. So I feel like their motivations would be to be the anti-Spotify, if you will. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when I go on a place like Bandcamp, I'm going there specifically for the digital album of an artist that I like. I'm not, right. you know, making playlists or any of that junk. So, so good point. Yeah. I don't know. Um, so a couple other points um, that they made on that podcast. Um, one was something that I think we've actually talked about before, which was when LP uh, Records came out, whenever the frick that was. Um, 30s, 20s, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, songs actually started to get longer because, you know, prior to that, records weren't able to hold as much music. Mm-hmm. But then when you have the, the LP or a long playing record, which I don't... Do those hold an hour total? Like 30 uh, on each side? Roughly, Something like that. I don't remember yeah. exactly what it was. But the point is that, you know, with more storage capacity, basically for music, you started to see this trend um, where musicians were like, oh, well, I have all this room to play with. I might as well expand my musical explorations. And so we actually, that was kind of a case where we saw the opposite. I think less so from a monetization standpoint and more of just like the physical medium mm-hmm. that it was being distributed with. So I, I, I don't know. I think it's interesting that things, so I mean, this isn't the first time that 
a factor of distribution has affected song length. But I think this is the first time that it has incentivized people to cut the song length so drastically and in such a short time period. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if this trend is going to keep going or if there's like a hard limit on like how short like consumers think a song should be for them to get their money's worth. Like our song's going to be like, this song's 30 seconds. Okay, bye. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I guess if, you, if, if the 30 second cutoff is what you still consider to be what counts as monetization, then I guess it can't get shorter than that. Yeah, <laughs> um, very true. But um, actually, so similar to that point, I guess, um, one of the questions, so one guy on the podcast asked a question, if they are only really being paid within the first 30 seconds, you know, essentially, you know, does that mean that beyond that 30 second mark, it doesn't really matter what the song sounds like, they don't really care because like they reached that I got paid point mm-hmm. and they're just waiting to move on. The guys they were talking to basically answered that by saying that a platform like Spotify will actually essentially reward your song in in the rankings if people play it all the way through, oh, especially okay. with so, like the playlist that it generates and all that kind of stuff. So like they get paid if they, they get a payout if it's thirty if you listen to thirty seconds, but if you listen to the whole thing, that feeds into the algorithm of how Spotify pushes songs out and like, exactly. It's kind okay. of like a search engine optimization thing, if you will. Like you'll come up more frequently if. If the data shows that people listen to the entire thing, which means it has quality. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, I find that kind of interesting as well. Yeah, that is interesting. I, I mean, I know YouTube acts similarly where the length of time that you engage with uh, the video and if you play mm-hmm. the video through, all the way through, it helps that video get pushed to like, you know, YouTube has like daily, you know, top videos, whatever, mm. um, which... I mean, again, this is different incentives, but it, the incentive to make longer videos has has forced a lot of artists to splice, like what they call paid ad content, into like the middle of their videos to artificially extend the length. Mm. Oh, is and that also, right? And also get them, you know, extra money outside of YouTube. So, like, you'll be watching a minute video, and then halfway through, it's like, and here's a paid advertisement, and back to the video, and it's all. It's all a double-edged sword of, like, if they don't make the video long enough, YouTube doesn't push it. But because YouTube doesn't push it, they still need to make money, so they place these ads in there. Yeah. Yeah, man. YouTube so, is a whole other beast yeah. that we could... You could probably make an entire, like, podcast series just on the fucking way that that monetization works. We should do and, it, but put it on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> and then have it get taken down. Anyway, so I, I found that kind of interesting. Um Actually, so one more, I guess one more thing I'll mention that they were talking about in that discussion. Mm-hmm. I didn't write this down, but they were saying that you've also seen kind of a trend in pop songs where in the first 10 seconds of the song, you kind of have like an almost like teaser of what the chorus is going to be. Mm-hmm. And I, I personally don't know any like specific examples of that, but they were saying that what that's basically doing is that's kind of hooking the listener of here's that catchy chorus it's going to get stuck in your head we're going to tell you what that is at the very beginning but now you listen to the first 30 seconds and then you know it, it'll get it'll come back but that's kind of a way that they're hooking people in to stay for that longer like 30 second plus period that's I guess. that's interesting because remember back when we were in college um when like dubstep and edm and all that stuff was i mean it's still popular don't get me wrong but the structure of dubstep was always in, in popular EDM music at the time, even as it was making its way into pop music, 
was to have quote unquote the drop of the song mm. where between like 30 seconds and a minute into the song is when you get like the heavy bass hit that usually hooks people into listening to the song because it's like you know it's kind of that you know get up and dance kind of i don't know uh thing words well and everything up to that is kind of like a build-up right it's like you, you exactly. don't have an initial hook it's kind of like building up for like a minute it's this intense build-up into like what they call the drop, or when you drop the beat of the song, or, or maybe change the tempo of the song to a slower tempo to get people uh, hyped up. I'm curious if that structure has changed. Mm. It's kind of a question of like, do they do they still do that because they they are getting people anticipated for the drop, so then you get that 30 second listen time, or do they completely get rid of that and do what you were saying and do like a teaser to get people hooked at the beginning? Now again, that's yeah, that's a good question. Th- that's the song and, and structure dynamics of like a particular genre being EDM, but right. a lot of that sort of structure has worked its way into popular music in the last ten years. So I don't know. I'm right. curious about that. Yeah, I don't know, and I guess it would have been cool to have some examples of that on hand. I just don't have any. No, no, no. Um, that's, I, you didn't know I was even going to bring that up. So <laughs> right, no, but I mean, you know, it's uh, so. I guess these are all just kind of interesting points about an overall trend that's happening now you had mentioned like do you think this is gonna be a long-term thing i think as with all things i think there will be a limit i think it will continue trending downward from what it is now probably for at least a few more years Mm -hmm. um but there's probably gonna be some kind of bouncing back up again kind of as an anti this movement um yeah whether that's because the financial structure changes so that, you know, either you have to listen to less of the song or you get paid more per song or changes some other way. Mm-hmm. Um, or if people just become annoyed with how short songs become. I was going to say, I, I think it's more more than likely, I think what's going to happen is consumers are going to reach a breaking point where they're like, yeah, I'm streaming this music, whether I'm paying for it or not. But, you know, I want to feel like I, quote unquote, got my money's worth or got my time's worth. Right. So if they're really into a song and they are and they like listening to it, but that song ends at two minutes, they're going to feel gypped. Right. It's kind of like, you know, when you buy a video game and you're all excited to play, but then like the play time is like six hours and you're right. like, I just paid 60 bucks for this and I only got six hours of play. What the hell? Um, I think something similar will happen with music where mm. it's going to hit a barrier of like, what the consumer feels is a good transactional purchase, however that that purchase takes place, whether it's their time or their money or what have you. I don't know. I wonder if people will have that specific complaint, given the trend that we're not really paying for specific albums anymore. Yeah, I see what you're saying. It's not like, oh, I paid $20 for Drake's new album and all the songs are two minutes. It's more like, well, I paid 10 bucks this month for Spotify and these songs were fairly short in this new album, so I might just not listen to it again. So it might be more that way. I don't know. It's hard to say. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. I, I see what you're saying. I'm, yeah, I'm curious. I'm curious if it will eventually hit like the, you know, supply-demand point of like song length, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I think it will kind of have a resurgence of longer songs someday. I just don't know when and what the exact reasoning will be. Something else that I just thought of that's probably making things worse is uh, social media like TikTok, 
because mm, those yeah. videos on TikTok are so short form, they're maybe 30 seconds. So I'm curious of things like that, because a lot of artists, especially new artists nowadays, are using social media like TikTok and Instagram to promote themselves mm. just as much as Spotify. Right. I'm curious if like, oh, I can only make a 30 second video of myself, uh, so I'm going to make a 30 second song, you know. I'm mm. curious if that's going to uh, further accelerate this downward trend. It's just, I don't know, food for thought. Yeah, I, I do expect it will continue. I'm just curious where it's going to go. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't really have anything else to say on this for now. Um, mm-hmm. But I, the discussion of this turned out to be a lot more complex and interesting than I was expecting. So mm-hmm. um, nice little uh, nice little pick there, Kyle. Thank you. And if you thought this episode was too short, um, you can complain to us on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash getyourfunk. You can also listen to this episode and all of our past episodes on getyourfunk.com. Maybe we'll revisit this topic someday in the future Mm -hmm. if there's new updates. But until then, listeners, you'll just have to listen to something else. Hopefully us. Hopefully us. (laughs) Okay. Bye. Um, Bye.